0: Amen, it's good to see everyone out tonight. Let's all stand together and grab you a hymn book. Let's turn to hymn number 169 in your blue song book tonight. Preacher's voice is a little, little out of commission, so y'all pray for him. Uh, he does have a few things to say, but I'll, uh, I'll be doing the rest of the stuff tonight, all right? So y'all pray for him. But 169, Come Thy found.
1: Come Thy found. Uh, blessing to my heart to sing thy grace streams of mercy never ceasing calls for songs of loudest praise teach me some melodious sonnet and sung by flaming tongues above praise the mount I'm fixed upon it mount of thy redeemer I raise mine Ebenezer. Hither by thy help I come. And I know by thy good pleasure, safely I'll arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God, he to rescue me from danger. His precious blood Oh, to grace How great a debtor Daily I'm constrained to be Let thy goodness Like a fetter Bind my wandering heart to thee Prone to wonder, Lord, I fill it Prone to leave the God I love For thy courts
0: above. Amen. All right. It's good to see everyone out tonight. Brother Gerald Cassidy wants to pray for us tonight, brother. Amen. Let's remain standing for a fellowship song. Page number 215, Heaven Came Down, Glory Filled My Soul. We'll do that first verse course, fellowship a while. Page number 215.
1: my Savior I met, oh what a tender, compassionate friend, he met the need of my heart, shadows dispelling with joy I am telling, he made all the darkness depart. say Savior made me whole My sins were washed away And my night was turned to day Heaven came down and glory filled my soul Amen. Fellowship a wow. while.
2: Very much. I'm just going to say a couple of quick things. I had to do a presentation at the college today, and I got told I sound like I've just hit puberty. Amen. Uh, so, a uh, couple of quick things, and I'm going to give this back to Ken. Don't forget, this coming Saturday uh, is a work day here at the church. We need ladies and gentlemen who can help us eight o'clock. This has all got to come down. The Christmas stuff needs to come down. and We need to get everything set back up. And then at noon, of course, is the birthday party for Dexter. For anyone who can be here for that, they've opened that up to the church. So please keep that in mind if you would. Brother Ken will do prayer requests in a bit, but I want to give you three very quickly. Uh, Pray for Brother Johnny Martin, continuing to pray. Uh, Lots of needs there. Uh, Put out on our call system about uh, Sue Helbert's mother. She was having routine surgery. uh, And... And uh, significant complications. She remains hospitalized, so pray for her if you would. And then Gracie Colson uh, has pneumonia, so please pray for Gracie if you would. And then uh, Leanne also asked me to let you all know that there's lots of cards over here in our postal area so uh, uh, from the holidays. So please pick that up, and I'm going to turn it over to you, buddy.
0: had to take up an offering at Wayside the other night. No, let's take up one here. Fellas, if you would, come on down tonight. We'll receive an offer. Appreciate your faithfulness to the house of the Lord tonight. It's good to be back in church. Be back on a regular, regular schedule basis. Amen. Back to normal around here. Brother Larry, why don't you pray over the offering, brother? Before we get into that, I got one more announcement need to make. Starting next Wednesday night, uh, with help my wife and Miss Leanne, they're going to start a new uh, new ministry here. Preacher mentioned it the other day, but they're going to call it Less Is More, and they're going to it's going to be kind of like an accountability thing, kind of like a little Weight Watchers thing. But uh, if you want to join in, come and see them for the information. But they'll be weighing in on Wednesday nights at 5:30, between 5:30 to 6. That way, you don't have to make an extra trip to the church house during the week. They're going to see how that works out. But uh, it's going to be interesting, and uh, it'll, it'll be some uh, reward there this also. But if you're interested in getting in on that, a little bit of a competition going on there as well. But uh, just talk to them about less is more and uh, see if you're interested in getting involved in that. So prayer request starting on my right-hand side tonight. Anybody got an outspoken request? Miss Pam? Okay, remember Miss Marcia's dad. Sister. sermon? Okay, all right. Miss Elaine Whitlow had passed away, so do pray for that. Another request? Go ahead, sister. Lost loved ones, appreciate that request tonight. Any more hands tonight? On the right-hand side, Brother David. I bet. Amen. <laughs> the go-between. <laughs> Amen. How's Courtney doing? Don't see him here tonight. She doing okay? All right. All right. I was worried, worried about her. She got a good report today. Okay, good. Just remember little Jason. he's sick. and Pray for Courtney. She's getting closer and closer to the due date. Anybody in the middle tonight got her up? Brother Gerald? Okay. Just remember Brenda's, Brother Beeks. Amen. All right. Bobby? I Oh.
2: Wow. And he We have spoken
0: and Amen. All right. Let's do remember this. Look, I appreciate that, brother. Miss Patsy. Okay. Wow. All right. Let's keep this in prayer. Amen. Well, amen. Amen. That's a good way to look at it. Someone else in the middle tonight got an outspoken request. Appreciate all these. Somebody on my left-hand side with outspoken. Ms. Leanne. remember these requests. Someone else? Brother Woody? Okay, just remember this request. Brother Roar? Yes, sir. All right, we'll do that. Ms. Lisa? Okay, appreciate that. Rufus? Okay, we'll do that. Someone else on the left tonight. Good to see all these young people here tonight. Amen. Amen. Appreciate your faithfulness. Go ahead, sister. I'd just like to thank you, Lord, for another holiday. We made it through and everybody got together and everybody was time. No fights or Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got nothing on my Amen. appreciate that tonight someone else have a request brother Delmas, you mind praying over these requests tonight brother yes so Amen. <clears throat> you can be turning to Matthew chapter number twenty-one tonight. Preaching this message of requests or order, however you want to call it. <laughs> <clears throat> Had the opportunity to preach down at Wayside Baptist during the um, watch night service. Had a good time in the Lord down there the other night, and uh, some good good lineup of preachers there, and everybody brought a very timely message, and the. It's funny, after you listen to all eight or nine preachers that preach, everything kind of ties right in together, amen, but uh, we had a had a good time in the Lord, a good time of fellowship and brought in the new year, preaching the word and praying it in and, and uh, if you get opportunity next year, go down there. I promise you won't be, uh, won't be it won't hurt you none, it'll probably help you a whole lot. <laughs> um, before we get into this, I found, I was reading across a very interesting story and it was so long I had to write it down, I just want to share it with you. This uh, this man, his name was Farmer Joe. He'd gotten into an accident. And, uh, you know, he decided his injuries from an accident were serious enough where he needed to take it to court. So he decided he's going to sue the trucking company and the company's fancy lawyer. As they get into the courtroom, he begins questioning old Farmer Joe. He said, didn't you say at the scene of the accident you were okay? The old farmer says, well, I'll tell you what happened. He said, I had just loaded my favorite mule, Bessie, into the, did wait a minute now. He said, I'm not looking for facts. He said, I just want a simple answer. He said, I didn't ask you for any details. Just answer the question as I have given you. He said, did you not say at the scene of the accident that you were okay? He said, well, I had just, I had just got Betsy into the trailer and we were driving down the road. He said, wait a minute now. He said, come on, judge. He said, I am trying to establish the fact that at the scene of the accident eight weeks ago that Joe said that he was okay. I think he's a fraud. Please tell Joe the farmer to give us a straight, direct answer. Well, by this time, the judge had gotten a little inquisitive himself, and he wanted to hear what Joe had to say. So he says, proceed on with the story. He said, well... Well, the former said, he said, I was just as I was saying, I had just loaded Bessie into the trailer and we were headed down the road. When out of nowhere, this tractor trailer runs a stop sign and wham, right into the side of my truck and trailer. It threw me into one ditch, threw Bessie into the other. We were both hurting pretty bad. He said, as, as I was laying in the ditch, he said, I could hear Bessie over there moaning and groaning and, and wheezing. It sounded like she was in some terrible pain. He said, and then before I knew it, the state patrolman pulls up on the scene, and he didn't come check on me first. said he went over and checked on old Bessie. He said he began to overlook old Bessie and said, before I know it, he pulls out his gun and bam, shoots her right there. He said, right after that, he walks over to me and he said, sir, he said, I hate to tell you, he said, but Bessie was in pretty bad shape. I didn't think she was going to make it, so I went on ahead and shot her. He said, now, how are you feeling? Laughter <laughs> I guess I better get to Matthew. I'm in another text. (laughs) Matthew chapter number 21. It said, When they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethpage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied, and a colt with her. Loose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say, aught unto you, you shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. And this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell you the daughter of Zion, behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt, the foal of an ass. If you want to find that exact prophecy there, you can, you can look at it in Zechariah 9 and verse number 9. Then in uh, verse number 6, as the story continues, it says, And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon, And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, Others cut down branches from the trees and strewed them in the way. And <clears throat> the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Now, Heavenly Father, help us, God, as we look into your word. Father, I pray, Lord, that the, your word will not go out void tonight. Father, use me once again as your mouthpiece. Father, remove me out of the way. Lord, help us, Lord, as we look into your word and look on this subject tonight. Father, help us to be better than we were when we leave here tonight. And Father, may we say that it was good to be in your house. Father, we sure do love you tonight and thank you for loving us first. God, us in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. <clears throat> tonight, I want to preach on the subject of the Lord is in need of a good mule. The Lord is in need of a good mule. In the Bible times, mu- the mules were a huge economic asset. You know, it was, it was very needy. It was, a, it was a beast that was created for work. A mule is a mix or a cross between a donkey and a horse. It's, it's a very interesting animal if you begin to look at it as matter of fact. As I got home this evening, and I began looking up some more facts about it that I'll share with you in a little while. But most people consider a mule to be a stupid or a dumb animal. And, and some of you I know have worked with mules before on a farm when you was growing up. And mules are pretty intelligent. You know, they, they kind of figure things out on their own. They, you just don't give them a command and they do it automatically. They almost kind of stare at you and begin to process it in their own mind. They're thinking about it before you can convince them to do it. They're weighing out the system there. But when you combine the tolerance or the sure-footedness of in, or intelligence and drought endurance of the donkey with the agility, body structure, power, and nerve of the horse, it makes a mule an excellent working animal. They was, they was made to work. But mules also have harder skin. They have a very tough skin, a whole lot tougher than a, than a horse would happen to have. But the, the mules have what you want to call a thick skin, which is less susceptible to extreme heat or rain. And I was sharing with them the, over, oh, the other night, and many of you in here know it tonight because we're talking basically to the backbone of the church. But if you get involved in any type of ministry, you better have some thick skin. You know, because there's always a lot of comments. I didn't know, I didn't really know or understand how many people could preach until I started preaching. Man, they'll sure will tell you how to do it. You know what I'm saying? But you got to have some tough skin, and they'll tell you when you make mistakes too. They don't have any shame in telling you that. But you got to have some tough skin. But you need to know one thing although we're the men of God and we preach the word, We have feelings too, and our feelings can get hurt just as easy as anybody else. We have to stand up before you and look all tough and look like we got our acts together, but I'll tell you a lot of times when we go home, and uh, I mean, it's rough on a preacher or a pastor. So please pray for us whenever you get the opportunity. Whenever our our names cross your mind, please say a word of prayer for us. That's all I can ask. But when compared to its parents, a mule shows much more reasonable thinking with curiosity, with a good sense of self-preservation. And often it has been noted that a mule doesn't lead its rider forward when it senses danger. It'll stop. You know, we can learn a lesson there ourselves. You know, if we're sensing danger, why don't we stop instead of just keep on going? Amen. A lot of times we'll just walk right into a bad situation and keep on walking instead of stopping. And we'll take those who are with us right on in there. A mule's smarter than that. You'll even have a hard time tricking a mule due to their intelligence. I found this it said what did the what did the mule do when he got cut off he he honked <laughs> that's silly corny but it's always made me wonder you know within this scripture within this passage why did the lord pick a mule why didn't he pick another animal why didn't he pick a camel why didn't he pick an elephant Why didn't he pick another beast that could have been used? Why didn't he pick a big horse or a faster horse or or something like that? Why didn't he use that? Why didn't he sit upon that little colt he sat upon the ass? Why a mule? Here are some reasons why I think he chose that mule number one tonight. He was bred for work. He was bred for work. I think we can all say amen right there. You know, older generation, we understand that. Younger generation need to get a hold to this. But he was bred for work. Man, how we need more workers in the church house today. And I'm thankful for what we have here. I'm thankful that when we have a work day or we got to move some stuff out or get some stuff back in order, there's no, no slack for workers here at our church. And I understand that and I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight. But how in this world that we live in today, we need more workers. We need more people to get involved. Churches are struggling all across this country, in our county, in our nation because there's not enough workers to do the work. They expect the pastors and the preachers and the evangelists to do all the work and all the teaching, and rightfully so. We need to do our part, but there's more teaching done at the household than it is at the church house. We get about two hours to teach them. Y'all got the rest of the time. We get two hours to influence them. Schoolhouse has got five days. It's hard to it's hard to get all that junk out and get a powerful influence in within two hours. And you got to say some phenomenal things to really catch your attention. He was bred for work. In Matthew chapter number 9, verses 37-38, it says that the uh, harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest field. I mean, there is plenty of work to be done. You want something to do here at the church? I'm sure we can find you something to do. There's plenty to do around here. Everything is not taken up. I mean, there's always something that can be done. What's happened in our generations that we're raising this day is that we have raised a lazy generation. We have raised a lazy generation. We know it's the truth. Many people, many younger people, would rather sit back and watch rather than get involved. I've always been a person want to get involved. I was taught that in a young age. I don't know if it had the with if it had to do with me playing sports as I was growing up, man, I always wanted to be in the lineup. I always wanted to be on the first string. I didn't want to sit on the bench. It really upset me sometimes when I was real young. It made me cry when the coach took me out of the game. I was, Man, I wanted to play. People get saved. They get, they get that salvation. All of a sudden, it's just like they bought them a ticket to sit out in the stands and watch. You need to get involved. The Lord enlisted you into the Army. Find something to do. You say, I don't have the ability anymore to do anything. Pray for us. Amen? We sure could use that. We need to teach our young'uns how to work. And, uh, you know, as I was mentioning the other night, we, we like to hide behind that statement, well, I don't want my kids to have to go through what I went through. I'd just rather give them the things. Ex- I mean, working a job, for me, working a job and earning my own money and paying for a car and, you know, going out and buying my own food and taking Susan out on a date with my own money, that made me appreciate what I had and what I was spending What happens when we continuously give our kids and give our kids and give our kids and and they don't have to work for nothing, they just think they can sit back and just mom and daddy's going to pay for it. We keep bailing them out and bailing them out and bailing them out, they'll never get any responsibility. How are they going to grow up if we don't let them learn some things? You say, it sure was hard working a job and studying for tests and having to stay up late at night, but it made you the person that you are today. He was bred for work. You know when somebody just hands you over something, you really don't care for it that much? I mean, you appreciate the gift, but you know, you don't, you won't appreciate it as much as if you had to pay and earn for it yourself. In order for someone to turn out the way that you did, they would have to be developed the same way you developed. If you want your kids to be the spitting image of you, then they will have to go through the exact same things that you went through in order to be the person that you are today. Someone don't just wake up and be a, a great athlete. No, it's a lot of training. That's right. Same way. Some, some person just don't wake up you know, and just be a great human being or a responsible human being. That has to be taught. Those things have to be taught. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse number 8, the Bible reminds us, but if any man provide not for his own, especially those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. We need to raise up another generation of hard workers like the generation that built our own nation in which we live. This nation wasn't just given over to us. This nation just didn't happen to occur. No, it was done by sweat and tears and a lot of grace and hard work. We've taken it for granted. Cause it was just kind of handed to us. It didn't have to work for it, didn't have to earn it. It was given to us. We didn't have to go through those hard times. We didn't have to go through the Great Depression. We didn't have to go through the Industrial Revolutions. We didn't have to go through those things. These generations, these older generations that have died out, this World War II generation that's dying off and not many of them's left, those are the backbone that built America. We've lost that appreciation for, for made in America. <laughs> It wasn't just bread for work, but the mule could also carry the load. Another reason why Jesus picked him He could carry the load. A mule can carry up to 30% of its own weight. It's pretty strong. The mule doesn't buckle under the weight or under the load. The mule says, just put it on me, I can handle it. We need some more mules in the church that can help carry the load of the things that need to be done around here. It has often been said that if you want something done in the church house, give it to the one person who's the busiest around the church house and somehow or another it will get done. A mule can carry a load. Mules have denser, muscles than, uh, denser muscling than horses do due to their donkey parents. So they're made to carry more and they're able to go further than a horse can go with a load on its back. It's a strong animal. We don't need more show ponies within the church house anymore. What we need is more mules, those who are ready to work. Jesus carried our load of sin to Calvary's cross. And in turn, we have a hard time carrying anything for him. That's shame on us. Shame on us. Like I said, I know I'm preaching to the choir in here tonight because I know a lot of you, we work side by side doing a lot of things here. So I'm not preaching at you, just amen with me. (laughs) He's a burden bearer also. Mules, they are sometimes known also as the beast of burden. Galatians chapter 6, verse number 2 says, Bear you one another's burdens. Why do we have prayer time at the church house? So we can know what's going on in each other's lives and we can bear one another's burdens. Why do we have prayer requests so we can know what's going on in other people's lives, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and we can bear one another's burdens. The mule is also called upon to bear the burden of carrying the great burden bearer. We need to help bear one another's burdens. You know, when someone comes to you in privacy or in in confidence and shares with you a need or or something that they have going on in their life, you know, you better keep that thing between you and the Lord. That does not give us a right to go and share it with our neighbor unless they give us the privilege of doing that. It does not give us the right if somebody shares something in secret with you that you can go and post it on social media and let everybody else know what's going on and that you got all the juicy gossip in town we don't need that anymore when somebody shares something with you in secret and in confidence don't break that confidence and keep it between you and the Lord I know the pastor probably said just as I as well as I could but people have shared so many things with me in confidence I have forgotten them all (laughs) I'm an easy forgetter, I promise you that. You share something with me in confidence, I will pray about it with you. I don't know, I guess it's just a gift from God. A lot of times, it's out the other side after we're done. I don't want to share, I don't want to break nobody's confidence. Don't you want to be that person that somebody will come to you with, with something that's pressing on them? Man, we all need help. We all need that person that we can run to and say, hey man, I really need help with this. Would you mind praying? Hey, and by the way, don't share this with nobody. That doesn't mean you pick up the AT&T telephone and go after it. All right. You know what they told me? No, we don't need to do that. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 28 said, Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. He said, I will give you rest. We need to be able to take our burdens unto the Lord. You know, when you talk about the mule, you don't see him getting excited about the load that's being thrown on his back. You don't see him getting overwhelmed by the load. When somebody's putting something on his back, he's like, oh, not again. I mean, it's not like that. No, he says, just put the load on me. I can carry it. I was built for this. I was made to bear these burdens. He's a beast of burden. Jesus said, bring your cares to me. He said, I can handle them. You can go get some rest. In Psalm chapter 55, verse number 22, it says, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. Who better to take your burdens to than to the Lord? The one who can bear them all. That's the one we need to be taking them to. Turn with me to Psalm 121. I'm going to read this to you tonight. I'd like for you to follow along. Psalm 121. Appreciate you turning with us tonight. Psalm 121, beginning in verse number 1. He said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Man, you need to underline that. Jesus don't go to sleep on you. It's a 24 7 job with Him. It's 365 days out of the year, 12 months out of the year, He's there. Morning, noon, night, any time of the day, you pick up that prayer line, he's ready to take that prayer. You got a burden that you need him to bear, he'll bear that burden for you. He never sleeps nor slumbers. He said he will He, he will keepeth thee and will not slumber. Verse number four, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun, The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth. And to put an exclamation point on it, he said, even forevermore. (laughs) Even forevermore. The Lord shall sustain thee. He will keep thee. He watches over us. He protects us. You say, oh, the Lord don't care about my life. Are you his child? Don't you care about your children? How much more does the Lord care about his? God's telling us to let him do all the worrying and for us just to go and get some rest, get some sleep. Come unto me, all you that labor heavy laden. He said, I will give you rest. A lot of us tired and worn out because we're bearing burdens that Jesus wants to bear and we won't let him bear them because we think we're big enough to bear them on our own and we get wore out. Number four tonight, something else, interesting fact about the mule, he chases away the enemy. He'll chase away the enemy. Donkeys and wolves are our natural enemies, and since the male, since this mule is a breed of the donkey, it also carries the same attribute. That's why oftentimes, just notice when you're riding out in farming country, you look out there. You may see a donkey or a mule out in the field with the cows or the horses. Why is that? Because he will chase the enemy away, while the other animals run away from the run away from the wolves and all these other enemies that can come into the field. The donkey's carrying us, and he he's mean enough to go out there and get them. You, you don't belong in here. Get on out of here now. You go out there and kick a fire out of him, boy. I was reading, reading an interesting fact about that. A donkey can get you in a 360-degree radius. It does not matter. You don't have to be in front of him, beside him. When he wants to kick you, he's going to kick you. Even if he was his owner. I was reading that today. I said, wow, that dude's quick. he got some ninja skills. <laughs> he said he can kick you in a 360-degree radius he must have got some of that uh, Chuck Norris training that roundhouse kick buddy you're done old Chuck Norris (laughs) but donkeys and wolves natural enemies unlike most animals a mule doesn't run from that enemy he'll chase them off he stands his ground he goes on the offensive he makes sure he runs them away when working with people especially in ministry now when working with people we need to make sure that we're wise as serpents stubborn as a mule and as harmless as a lamb. That's a hard balance. Wise as a serpent, stubborn as a mule, and as easy as a lamb. Amen. Problem is, sometimes when we let that enemy slip in, we'll hurt others around him because we're trying to get rid of him. It's hard to chase away an enemy amongst a large crowd. You got to be careful, especially as you know, as preachers and stuff, and you know we got to be careful not to blast everybody away when we're up here trying to chase away an enemy. Exactly right. I've often found out that even in my own life, if you let the Lord fight your battles, it works out a whole lot better. Yeah, let the Lord chase off the enemies, it, it just works a whole lot better. We need to be like the mule, chase away the wolves and quit inviting them into our homes and into our churches. Yeah, man, we have to be wise enough and keen enough to be able to sense when the enemy's around. Yeah, you know, So sometimes, you know, it's, That's why God gives you a mate. I mean, I thank God for my wife. A lot of times she can sense things that I can't sense. Sometimes I can sense things that she can't sense. That's why we're supposed to make each other better. We work together as a team. We need to quit allowing these enemies in. We need to stand and fight and quit compromising on some things. You know, Jesus told us in the Bible in Matthew chapter 7, verse number 15, He says, Beware of false prophets prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inward they are ravening wolves. It's dangerous. Luke chapter 10, verse number 3 says, Go your ways, behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Acts chapter 20, verse 29 says, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. We've got to be careful over the flock. That's why we just can't get up here with our Gatling guns and start shooting everybody down. Because when you spray spraying bullets, everybody's getting hit. That's why we need some good people in, in ministry with us and, and deacons and leadership, and we all need to be wise. We all need to be nice. We all need to be kind. And in the back of our minds, we need to have our wise buttons on and making sure that everything's okay. Just because they're carrying the Bible in their hands does, does not mean that they're necessarily the right ones to be teaching. Just because they carry a Bible in their hand and got a nice suit on does not mean that necessarily they're the ones that need to be preaching. Right. You have to make sure. I mean, there's some preachers in the past that you know a lot of times, you know they would uh, say a person would get saved. I know uh, Brother Ed had told me when he set up under Melvin Aiken. He said, Melvin Aiken will want people to, to wait about six months before they got baptized just to make sure it's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got their own philosophies. Some believe, I mean some of them they'll get saved and they keep watering the baptism, they'll baptism, they'll baptize them, baptism them. They'll baptize them that evening or that morning, right afterwards. I mean, everybody's got their own philosophy. But we have to be careful. Have to be careful, have to be wise. Another interesting fact why he would pick that mule, he was a sure-footed beast. This is something I studied on a little bit more this afternoon. In Psalm 37 verse number 23 the Bible reminds us that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his ways. A mule is firm in his steps. He stays on the path. He travels good in rocky terrain. He doesn't slip and slide and is not unstable often as a horse is when you get around rocks and gravels and, and bumpy roads. I mean their, their feet are designed differently. A horse, it has a hoof in which is a cone shaped. And It's much softer than that donkey or that mule. A mule's hoof is a whole lot harder, and it's cylinder-shaped. Cylinder-shaped. For some reason or another, I had in my mind that the, that the mule had like a real soft foot, but he doesn't. I got to looking at that because something just didn't sound right to me. It's a cylinder shape. He, he has a better center of gravity when he's making a step. He's not stepping out like a horse would. He's stepping straight down, almost like a peg leg. I mean, he's, it's funny if you, if you kind of look at them, but their hoofs are a whole lot tougher. They do have to wear shoes just like a horse, but it's a different type of shoe. But their, their whole, the whole thing is just made differently. A horse, its, it's hoof is a whole lot softer. See, I, when I make the statement that we don't need, you know, get caught up on these show ponies and stuff and these little horses and these thoroughbreds and make a show for things, we need to be, be more like mules and have that steady step. Don't be slipping and sliding in your life like an old horse would, but have that steady step like an old mule. Be solid and firm when you make a step on something. Mules, they were built for endurance for the long journey. Mules, they, they endure heat better than a horse would. Mules are similar to camels in its ability to drink only enough water to restore the bodily fluids that it has lost. It was built for the long journey. Mules have fewer feeding problems as well. They don't require no fancy hay, just plain old hay will do. We don't need, when you think about that, we don't need any of these newer fancy Bibles. All we need is the old King James, is what we've always been taught under. Why well, we need something different? I've always been tickled. I heard an older preachers say this, and it kind of stuck with me when he said it. But it said, if if you're so smart and I'm so dumb, how come I'm reading the harder one you've got to have the easy one? (laughs) Hey, mules, they do like that clean, fresh hay. But for the farmers who, who buy the cheaper weedy hay, they find their mules sorting through it and getting the good stuff out of it. They're a whole lot smarter. They don't just eat any old thing. They just don't feast upon any old thing. They want that fresh stuff. And we need that fresh word of God in our own life. I know we just entered into 2019. I hope you have, have a resolution to be in your Bible more. Find you, find you some more devotions that you can get in on. If, you're, if you like your apps and things, there's plenty of devotionals out there you can get involved in. Some of them don't even take a minute to read. Some of them's longer, some of them's shorter. But challenge yourself to spend more time with God. You want to get closer to God? Guess what? You've got to spend more time with Him. Hey, when you was out there dating your sweetheart before y'all became married, How'd you get to know them so well? You spent time with them. How'd you know their likes and dislikes? You spent time with them. How are we going to get to know the Lord better if we don't spend some time with Him? Got to spend time with Him. And we don't necessarily have to be reading your Bibles just to spend time with Him. You can talk with the Lord all day long. Maybe not so outspoken amongst big crowds, but... In the back of your mind, you can be talking to the Lord, going down the highway. You can be praising God for yeah. keeping you safe as you're going down the road. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of ways in which we can spend time with God. We need to quit eating on the junk food of this world and start feasting on that clean, fresh hay of the Word of God. Unlike horses, mules don't require a lot of attention. Yeah. You know, most old ponies, boy, they require a lot of attention. you got to make sure they washed and bathed and gotta make sure their hair's been brushed. Mule ain't all about that nonsense. He said, just show me my job. And he said, that's what I want to do. He said, you ain't got to brush me, you ain't got to wash me. He said, I don't even mind stinking a little bit. (laughs) But you have to clean and wash and brush that old horse and give it a lot of attention. Horses are delicate, mules are tough and durable. There are plenty of horses in our church house today that we have to take care of and you have to bathe over and you have to wash over and you have to pat them on the back and say how pretty it was and how good they are and all that type of stuff. But I I prefer the mules that don't require much attention, that likes to go out and do the work and get the job done and doesn't necessarily need their name mentioned from the pulpit or have any recognition done, but they just say, hey, I've done the job, the Lord knows all about it, let's move along. We need more mules who are ready to work and who don't need any attention for it. We need to be, get, get careful on how we get caught up on them old horses and them thoroughbreds out there. Hey, they are pretty. They are attractive. They do look handsome and, and healthy. And, and man, they got, some of them got many talents. Hey, when it's time for the work to be done, where are they at? Right. A lot of them disappear. They, they go into the magic business. <laughs> Have to get the FBI out to find them when it's, when it's time to get some work done. The Lord chose the mule because he was ready for service. He told him, he said, go into the the city. He said, you'll find that ass and that colt tied up. He said, tell the owner I have need of him. You don't see him fussing with the Lord. You don't see him arguing with the Lord. You don't see the disciples having to struggle to pull him down the highway. No, they was ready for the job. Whatever the task is that the Lord has laid on your heart, be ready for the service. Be ready to do it. Whether it's preaching, whether it's teaching, whether it's working, whether it's ushering, whether it's singing in the choir. If God has given you a talent, He didn't give it to you just for it to rest there. He gave it to you to to be used and to be a blessing to others. All these people up here in the choir, they have decided in their mind that God has given me a talent. Now I'm going to use it. If God's given you some singing ability, jump on up here in the choir with us. We sure could use your help. You know what's funny sometimes? When you're up here in the choir and you're looking out this way. Man, some of y'all eat some sour grapes. Please smile back at the choir. (laughs) Please. Maybe we look bad. I don't know what it is. Choir, smile at them. Maybe they'll smile at us. (laughs) I'll say this and I'll move on. Choir, when we're singing, act like we enjoy it, okay? Say, well, my stomach hurts. Act like it, you enjoy it. You can worry about your hurt stomach in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Let's smile. Let's enjoy it. He was ready for the task at hand. The Lord had a job for him to do, and he done it. And the Lord has a job for us all to do. And I don't even have to tell you what that job is. You already know in the back of your mind what God's called you to do. Amen. Hey, trust me, I know. I ran from the Lord for a long time. But he always brought that thought back need to preach mm not me I don't like speaking in public I'm not that guy surely you want somebody else can I do something else can I get involved in something else and he let me get involved in something else and all of a sudden somebody come and preach a message you still need to preach Lord has a job for us all to do Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 4 my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work God's got some work he needs you to do Psalm 90 and verse number 17 says, And let the beauty of the Lord, our God, be upon us, establish through the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it." God's given us some work to do. And if He's given you a task, I promise you, He's going to establish it. He'll use you if you allow Him to use you. He's not going to hold a shotgun to your head and make you do it. Right. But you sure are going to miss out on a blessing if you don't do it. Some of these missionaries that, that surrender to a foreign field or something, they battled that thing in their mind. That's a lot of things they're sacrificing. They're sacrificing living here in America. That's right. They're sacrificing time with their family, having to leave their loved ones, going into a foreign nation that they don't even know who's over there. They might meet one or two friends or acquaintances over there. It takes a while to build those things up. It takes some guts to do what these people do. Yes, sir. I mean, Brother Eddie, he goes over into foreign fields and, and building churches and things, and, and I mean, pray for him. I mean, it takes guts to do that stuff. Exactly right. hey, it's not hard to serve a Lord here in America, but it takes guts to serve Him outside this country, right. especially in the day and age we live now. People surrender to, to missionary fields that, I mean, taking their own life at stake. Yeah. It wasn't long ago they They read this statement where a, a family had surrendered. It was a man and his wife and several children. As soon as they get over there. gets killed. Lord let him there. Why would God take him? I don't know. We'll have to ask him out when we get to heaven. But he had a reason for it all. Appreciate y'all listening to me tonight. But in 2019, we sure do need some more mules. Need some more mules. Don't be that old stubborn mule now. Be a kind mule. (laughs) Be a kind mule who don't mind working. Don't be so hard to get along with. Let's just be an old mule for the Lord. Get out there and work when the work needs to be done. Find a job to do and do it. Whether it's picking up some trash around here that's gotten overlooked. I mean, there's so many things can be done. Some of them smaller things, too, that just just mounts up. I'm speaking from a pastor right here, but we sure do love y'all. Thank y'all for coming and listening to us. Don't you want to see our church do great things in 2019? Man, we sure do. He sure did bless us in 2018. Looking to see what he's gonna do in twenty nineteen. And if he don't come back for us, we're gonna keep on planning for twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. There's a lot of work needs to be done. Ain't this parking lot out here been a blessing? Since we opened it up, it's been full every time. It's been utilized. Sure has helped. You say, Well, thirty seven spaces ain't much, it sure has helped. Sure has helped. Let's all stand together tonight. If you have a need, you need to come down to the altar tonight. The altars is open. Some things you need to pray for. Nothing else. Come down and pray over the church. Pray God will use it. Pray for our pastor as he prepares to preach on Sunday. God will touch his voice. Pray the presence of the Lord will be here. Sure do need him. Don't forget to pray for Brother Johnny Martin. It's Nadine Allen. Continue to pray for her. Jim and Georgie Hall tonight let the Lord touch them Um, when I was writing this message I was thinking of Johnny Martin he's one of those old mules he always showed up for the work did not matter I think Brother Hilton Coe just doesn't have the strength that he has but man when he did show up when he had the ability he'd outwork anybody Some of these old mules are... God's just putting them out to pasture. It's time for them to get some rest. Who's gonna be the next mule? Some good men. Pray for them. Heavenly Father, God, we are thankful, Lord, for this time being in your house tonight. God, we sure do love you tonight, and thank you for loving us. Father, I thank you for for the faithfulness of your people being here tonight. Father for them listening i sure truly love this place and thank you God For the congregation you've given us Lord I pray God that you would continue to multiply it Father give us more souls here at the church and Father may we have more people Join this year and Father May we be able to increase our size And Lord may we be able to do great things for you This year Lord, we can make plans and Father we're excited about Some things we have planned for this coming up year And God I just ask Lord that you would bless us God use it mightily God, help us to be a lighthouse here in this community, Lord. People know they can come get some help. Father, they know that when they walk to walk into Stanley Towns Amazing Grace Baptist Church that they can get some Jesus here. and Father, they can feel your presence amongst us while we're here. Lord, I pray, God, that you are always welcome here at Stanley Towns Amazing Grace Baptist Church. As soon as people walk in the door, may the Holy Ghost of God greet them there. So I'm glad to see you here. have got something for you. God, we sure to love you tonight. God, thank you for loving us. God, be with your people as we go our separate ways and back to our homes tonight. God, may you bless them for being here. I would we'll just pray for our pastor and his voice, Lord, that you would touch him. God, may you give him full strength when he comes on Sunday, Lord, and preaches the word to us once again. Father, prepare his heart for the rest of the week. God, help his voice to get some rest. God, thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. God, we thank you just for the opportunity to be here tonight. God, thank you for loving us. It's in Jesus' name we do pray, amen.